All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of A Running Thought Podcast coming to you all the way from KL, Hawaii. Uh, it's been a little bit since I've done one of these. Uh, I've been tied up with school and um, I also left my job several weeks ago. And so I've been looking for um new employment um and in the middle of covid this is not really a great time to be to be doing that uh but yeah i, I won't spend uh, the short time i have complaining about um trying to find a job and you know crying and and about about and whining about all that but um hey listen if you are out there and you do need um a fledgling UX designer uh, or web developer uh, or analyst, uh, I am hunting. So you can find my contact information uh, on LinkedIn and also on my own personal site. Um, I guess it's better to go to business.thedynamicclint.com and the dynamic clint is T H. E-D-Y-N-A-M-I-C-L-I-N-T. Yeah, I think that's right. TheDynamicClint.com. Business at TheDynamicClint.com. You can find my contact uh, details there. And um, yeah, anyways, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, So I have been running every day. Matter of fact, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. And this is going to be kind of a um, a quick little podcast because I need to get to town um, in about 45 minutes. I need to leave um, to get to town in 45 minutes. But, uh, but yeah, I just want to get on and just get everybody up to date. So uh, where do we begin? Uh, I have been running every day. I think I started that thought and then got distracted. I've been running um, on Beach Road, but in order to kind of save gas, uh, I've not been going down to Hawaiian beaches. I've just been running on Beach Road from uh, Hawaiian Paradise Park, which is where I live. Um, And, you know, it just saves a little bit on on gas. And two, I don't have as long of a drive to get to where I want to start running and then get back to um, the house after I'm done. So time and money have both been kind of a a little bit of a extra consideration for the last few weeks. Um, While I'm speaking about that, uh, if you want to donate to this podcast, you can head over to arunandthought.com. There's a link in the navigation menu for donations. And uh, I do thank you ahead of time for for anything that you choose to donate. Um, That will take you to a secure payment portal that is uh, owned and operated by Square Payments. Um, And you can make a donation there and I will appreciate it. Uh, But anyways... um, So running on Beach Road from Hawaiian Paradise Park, I like to do this uh, because Beach Road 
from Paradise Park to um, Hawaiian Beaches neighborhood is actually still gravel. They've not paved over it yet. Um, I don't know if they will ever pave over it. I would assume they might. Um, they paved over the the portion from Hawaiian Beaches down to, uh, or actually down through the the lava flow area. Um, probably like a year ago, two years ago, maybe something like that. Um, and that was post, uh, post, uh, fissure eight and, and all of the, um, the lava flow of 2018. Um, so it must've been less than two years ago. My, I'm horrible at, uh, guesstimating, but yeah. So, uh, ever since then, I, so I like running on, on that because there's not as much dust and, um, dust is not good for you, especially, uh, dust that's coming from, uh, limestone, uh, just from personal experience, uh, some, someone in my family worked around crushed limestone for, uh, their whole career, basically, uh, I think, you know, over 20 years possibly th into 30 years, I'm not sure, but exposure to that. And then um, because of the the time period that they, they worked uh, in those dusty conditions, their safety was not a huge issue. So respirators and, um, you know, safety precautions that didn't really take them for, for a long time. Um, it just wasn't something that was required uh, by employers or, uh, or I guess even OSHA or, or whatever. Um, but so allegedly inhaling all of that, uh, dust may have contributed to, uh, this person getting a brain tumor and a, a pretty serious, uh, form of, uh, cancer as well. Uh, it was, uh, no minor miracle that they were able to be operated on and, um, survive. And there were other, there were other colleagues that, uh, got similar, um, exposure to dust and then similar expo similar, um, diagnosis, different types of cancer, but, uh, brain cancer nonetheless. And, um, you know, very serious forms of malignant, um, tumors, but, uh, yeah. So allegedly we don't know for sure anything. I'm just, you know, but my point being is running on gravel. I like to run on gravel because it, it's sort of reminiscent of a trail. And, um, if there's no cars, then it's perfect. But if you're running on gravel and there's cars flying by, then you're getting all kinds of dust. And even if you're wearing like some kind of face covering, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's even, um, getting rid of the particulates unless you're wearing something that's, um, you know, like a, uh, N95 or, or maybe even something more, um, substantial than that. I'm not, I'm not really sure which level of mask would effectively keep those particulates from getting in your lungs. Cause I, I mean, I guess once the stuff gets in your lungs, um, it doesn't, you, you know, you can't get rid of it. It just kind of sits there in your alveoli. I'm no scientist. So, uh, please, uh, do your own research, but anyways, so I do like running on gravel cause it feels more like a trail. And so I'm enjoying that part of running on beach road from, um, HPP. That's Hawaiian paradise park for anybody that's not from around here. Just call it HPP cause it's shorter. 
Um, so I like running on the gravel because of that and because it's a little bit um, different uh, scenery wise, I guess. Um, I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying that it's worse. It's just different. Um, there's a couple places that I like alongside the road um, on the gravel portion that goes from HPP to um, Hawaiian beaches. And one of those is the Kamahele um, farm. And that there's always horses there. And then in one portion of their fields, they've got, um, I think sheep and goats that hang out. And it's a really, um, it's a really scenic, uh, just piece of land right on the shore or right on the coast. And then I think they've got a cliff and they may have like black sand beaches, but you can't see those from, uh, the road, but it's cool to like, look, over this grassy field with all the, the livestock or the horses. And then, um, you got, of course, the ocean and the background and, um, you know, the clouds and everything. So, uh, usually when I'm running, it's sunset, which is on the other side of the Island, but you still get some nice colors that, uh, kind of, uh, bleed through to, to our side of the, uh, Island. So anyways, uh, Enjoy the part that I'm running on now for that, for those reasons. Then kind of miss Hawaiian Beach's uh, portion of Beach Road because, of course, you... And I was turning around at the lava flow. So it's uh, it's good to see that uh, part of Hawaii and actually remember how, uh, how much things can change in just uh, no time, really. Um, and how kind of, uh, insignificant we all are, uh, and all of our problems too, because those are all contained, you know, within our, our minds. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not like invalidating anyone's problems, but, you know, things exist externally, but a hundred percent are a reaction to, to outside forces is really what, um, determines whether we have problems or whether we're pushing through, um, with some sort of a solution. I've, I've probably oversimplified that, uh, a lot. Um, and I understand like every, every scenario is not that easy, but I mean, you get my point. Um, it's good to see and compare and contrast. Okay. Well, the, the, the earth is kind of a brutal place. Uh, we like to think that we're, um, evolved and, um, we're on top of everything, but not really. Cause there's, there's ultimately a reset button that's outside of our sphere of control. And, um, it's good to be reminded of that on a daily basis. And so that's one of the things that I miss about, um, running that area. And then, um, for the most part, the kind of uh, shenanigans and um, spectacles, I guess, that you see in the area between Hawaiian beaches and the lava flow, it was way more eventful there than it is on the, the gravel stretch that goes from HPP down to Hawaiian beaches. Again, I'm not saying that one is better than the other or, or you know, this is not like a tit for tat. I'm just saying there's distinct differences. Um, I will say that, uh, just because the spectacles are more varied and frequent, uh, on 
the paved portion does not mean that they're totally absent from the gravel portion. There's plenty of uh, stuff to see um, right near my neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, so getting back to the paved part, uh, besides the spectacles, besides the lava, the area that you're running in is uh, is basically just like a little cutout in this rainforest. And so if you've ever been to a rainforest cafe, and you're just sit, you're just chilling in there with like uh, some huge uh, like monkey pod trees, and you got some lions and monkeys and stuff. We don't have either of those things in Hawaii, uh, except for at the zoo. But you know, you kind of feel like you could have a couple monkeys out in the middle of uh, Beach Road down in the, the lower area on the paved portion definitely feel like you could have uh, a couple of tigers or panthers or some monkeys or something uh, chilling out down there but um, or maybe an anaconda there's no snakes on Hawaii either for the most part there's I think there's two types of snakes one of them is uh, it lives underground and it's blind and I don't believe it's venomous uh, harmful to humans and then um, th I think I've said this before they've introduced uh, some kind of venomous brown tree snake in parts of Hawaii to I think drive out um, other snake species where I guess like somebody brought in uh, or smuggled in um, snakes and then released them into the wild so uh, for for a minute there, there was an issue. I don't know if that's still ongoing, but they were releasing these brown tree snakes to, in an effort to kind of like counter that or discover where the the snake populations were so they could eradicate them. But anyways, um, you may want to research that too because sometimes my facts are not uh, all where, you know, on the up and up. Um, but yeah, so you definitely feel like you're in the jungle. I've described it before as... If it reminds me of the predator jungle, like I feel like predator could totally be invisible um, down on beach road in the lower part uh, and looking at me with that infrared vision, like it's that it's super spooky like that. But anyways, uh, so kind of missing those aspects, but um, some cool things have happened on. Uh, the stretch of beach road that I've been running on. Uh, mainly I've saved a lot on gas money because I'm not going, I'm not driving 30 minutes uh, before I even get to the place where I want to start running. Um, I don't worry about my truck as much leaving it in HPP. And again, I'm not, this, that's no slight against uh, the other area. It's just in the other area, I have to leave my truck in a place that is like kind of, uh, remote sort of kind of um, it's just there's not a lot of people around there's not a lot of houses around and so I tend to kind of worry about it but HPP I park right on the coast and then there's always a ton of people down there and then there's houses right behind now I don't know if anybody's actually living in those houses they're super nice and so it could just be a situation where somebody really rich owns them and just stays in them like a couple of times out of the year I don't know but um but yeah, point being, I feel better about leaving my truck there. The only thing I think 
well, the biggest thing I think that could go wrong leaving my truck there is like some kind of catastrophic uh, collapse of the uh, the coastline, um, which is not totally out of the question, but you know, probability probably um, not that great. So I think I'm I think I'm safe parking there. Um, one of the drawbacks is you are kind of like in a neighborhood for the first about mile, like 0.6 to one mile, you're inside of neighborhood. So you get like all the neighborhood dogs that want to like, um, rip your throat out. Um, but so far so good. I have not had any encounters, um, other than yesterday, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So yeah, I've just been running every day and I know that I need to, um, there were a couple of times where I skipped a day cause I had a lot of school stuff and I tell you like running for me is kind of like a medicine and, um, antidepressant sort of, um, when I don't do it, I just, I feel horrible, uh, the next day and I get kind of like down, but if I keep, if I keep consistent, usually I'm able to, um, see the positive in situations and not let my get, let myself get bogged down too much. And so like, I highly recommend if you're anything like me, um, to just do your running every day. And so I know I'd said that before quite a bit and it, it means a little bit more now, I think when I'm saying it, because, um, by all accounts, my situation is, uh, kind of, um, it's not horrible, not yet. Um, but it's kind of getting into like, a, a desperate times sort of, uh, scenario because I, um, I sold all my stock and I'm kind of like living off of that. And then after, after that's all depleted, I'm not really sure, um, what I'm going to do. So, uh, again, if you know anybody that needs any kind of help uh with anything i'm available uh <laughs> but yeah so now it kind of means a lot more because i am kind of in a situation where i'm not 100 percent sure if things are going to work out and so there's a lot that's on the line especially when you're talking about like loss of income but it's like the radiohead song um says you do it to yourself you do and that's what really hurts you do it to yourself just you you and no one else. And I definitely, you know, this is a position I put myself in because I, I thought, you know, that it was definitely time for a change, just given some, um, uh, some things that happened at work. I, I definitely thought it was time for a change. And I knew that if I stayed on, um, that I would not change. I would just be complacent and just uh, hang out. And so this was kind of like a drastic move. Uh, and, I did not realize how long it would actually take to, um, to get another job. I've always landed on my feet, um, in terms of employment and, um, you know, I should have definitely known better with COVID and, um, just being in Hawaii in general, there's not, uh, a lot of jobs that you can just get like especially if you're just cold searching straight off the, the internet, a lot of it is, um, for better or for worse, you know, you'll, you'll get better job offers through, uh, like a mutual contact and networking. So 
Um, I am networking as much as I can, but a lot of my search has been online and even for remote stuff that's uh, off island. But uh, I don't know why I've gotten mired in this converse, in this um, discussion. But oh yeah, because it, now it could be really bad. But um, I'm just taking it one day at a time and. Uh, doing my running, staying consistent with that, because that's kind of like the one thing that I have control on. Like I can, I can either do it or uh, not. It's that simple. And so I choose to keep doing it because it's the one thing that kind of keeps me grounded and um, keeps me realizing that, you know, uh, this is temporary uh, setbacks, you know, they come and go. Um, and even the good times, they, they come and go. Um, but it, Doing my running also, doing it outdoors, and especially down near the coast, um, there's a lot of cool things that I see on a daily basis, and um, I guess I'll go ahead and jump into those because I don't have a super long time left on uh, this particular podcast. This is like a just a real quick one, but um, so running on this stretch of beach road, um, the current one, cool things that have happened. Um, one thing that I did recently, I wrote an article and you can find it on medium now and it's called, uh, don't laugh, but it's called the coop, the coop, the coop is on fire and you can just go to medium and I think you can look me up by name and then you can see all the stuff that I've um, posted to, to medium. If you're not a member of medium, you can still view, I think three, uh, three articles per month, uh, for free. And so you can go check that out, but it's called the coop, the coop, the coop is on fire. Um, and you can, um, you can read that article. It's a short one about abandoned cars in Hawaii. It's an issue, um, not just in Hawaii. It's an issue pretty much all around the world. But um, I'm just mainly speaking on uh, the big island of Hawaii, which is where I live, and um, the situation here. But you can go check that out. And then also, uh, <laughs> I'll just drop another... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Self-benefiting or, or, or whatever. Um, I also posted a link or not a link, but a write-up for a case study I did for UX design for my master's program. So if you want to see a little bit of a portfolio item, that's on there too. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but yeah, so go check those out. Um, I've got some pictures on the one about the abandoned cars that were taken on beach road. And so that was one good thing to come of it. I, I got some images and I got some inspiration. Um, of course I've had that inspiration for a long time to write about the abandoned cars. Um, but then I'm also going to do another, another, um, story. My dog's barking in the background. I'm going to do another story about, um, the garbage and other rubbish that gets left around too. It's such a shame because everything here, pretty much, you can dispose of for free at the transfer stations. Even um, cars now are free to um, scrap. You just have to fill out some paperwork with the county. And I believe on Big Island, you have to pay for transport. On some of the other islands, they will come and actually pick up the vehicle for you. 
I believe that's the case. But anyway, so inspiration for those stories was one good thing that came out of it. Um, and then, uh, of course, the beautiful scenery every day, uh, getting to run next to the ocean. There's been a ton of fisher, uh, fisher people. I won't say just fishermen. There's been fishermen and fisherwomen uh, out on the coast. And I love to, to see that. Um, I like to fish myself. I don't have a lot of time to do it these days, but, uh, I need to make some time before long, but I like to see other people, um, fishing along the coast because it's something that I like to do. And so it reminds me of actually doing it. And then also like, I am happy for those people, especially if they're reeling in, uh, something good. Um, so I kind of live vicariously through them, experience their joy. Um, and plus it's good to see people cause dang, you just don't see a lot of people nowadays. You just can't go many places or do many things. And so that's awesome. Um, and then getting to see the ocean. The Hawaii oceans are uh, beautiful. And some would disagree and not like the uh, the coast around where I live, which is mostly cliffs. Um, but, hey, I like it. Um I'm not much of a go in the water person other than uh, maybe diving or doing some SUP or kayaking or something. I don't like to like hang out at the beach or do swimming or whatever. Um, at least not in the ocean. I don't like to, to swim. The pool is a whole different story, but uh, something about those black eyed monsters that uh, are all over the place, uh, especially around these islands in the the lower Pacific, um, I don't feel comfortable just swimming around in, in the water. But anyways, uh, so getting to see all that's cool. And then a couple of awesome things happened this last week, or at least I think they were both awesome. Um, I don't remember which day, so I'll just say one day earlier in the week, I was running and a van was up the road and this was in kind of a remote section of Beach Road. Not really, but kind of. Um, there were no houses around, we'll put it that way. And so this van, which was an older style van, um, it got up next to me. And so I was running in the opposite direction, but as soon as the van got beside me, it stopped. And then I don't remember what was said, but basically they hailed me down and... Um, it was a man and like a younger woman was driving the the van and then um, the man was in the passenger seat in the front. But um, they, as far as I could tell, they were clearly uh, Hawaiian descent. And the guy asked me, he was asking me kind of like a standard question that you get around here. Um, where are you from? Like meaning, where did you come where did you move here from um and then um where do you where do you live <laughs> right and um and so like these can be kind of off-putting if you don't understand um the the person's probably just being inquisitive um they just wanted to know, but again, like most places you go, if somebody asks you, where are you from? Where do you live? It, you kind of, it, the implication is why are you around here? 
like uh, why don't you go back to wherever but that wasn't uh, the case at all the um, the guy was really nice and um, he said that he owns the plot of land that I was talking about um, uh, maybe he doesn't own the Kamahele farmland but somewhere around uh, that general area he owned some of the land and he was saying like you know I see you out here every day running um and i was just curious you know and so i had a nice conversation with him and during that conversation or like after the conversation he he said aloha which is uh a well-known hawaiian phrase but um it doesn't always you know it doesn't really get i've not had it said to me a lot and you can kind of tell when somebody really means it. Um, and this guy clearly really meant it uh, when he said it. And it gave me just such an awesome feeling because uh, everything, um, I guess, in my Westerner uh, view of um, reality, which is like having a, a good paying job and, you know, uh, all of that all of that stuff's not going so great right now, but you know, like as far as like just being on this Island and just, uh, being a, a person alive and just, uh, getting, um, getting to know other people and, uh, getting to feel, um, getting to commune, I guess, with, um, with the other inhabitants of the Island, we'll put it that way. Uh, that's a great feeling. You know, just on a base level, like, oh, you know, everything can be trash, you know, as far as like my job and, and stuff like that, but, um, or, or not having a job, I'll say, but I'm still alive. I'm still able to be out here and I'm still meeting, uh, people and people are still, you know, kind, especially, um, on this Island. I'm always surprised uh, you can see the roughest looking person, but, uh, they'll be so nice. And so you really just can't, um, you can't go with your Westerner sense of, uh, you know, like inferring, uh, things like negative connotations from, uh, like a back and forth. It, it was, it was perfectly okay. And so, uh, I got to meet that guy and he told me aloha, which is, it seems so like such a little thing, but it made me feel great. And so, um, just the energy from getting to meet him and his niece that was, um, driving, that made me feel good. I think that was like the only person that I really talked to that day, believe it or not, um, other than my family. And so it was cool to get to meet somebody else. It was a new person I'd never seen before. And so, um, now I kind of have a face to put with the, uh, the place. So every time I run by that, um, piece of land and I stop to admire the ocean and, you know, the rolling hills and the, uh, sheeps and goats and horses, I know who lives there. Uh, and so that's, that's cool association. Uh, and then the other thing that happened, and this was kind of, um, this blew my mind a little bit, uh, so I mentioned before the lava flow area, um, Kapoho, I believe is uh, kind of like the area that's close to, to there. There used to be a hot pond down 
in the area, but now it's just, uh, I think it has been bulldozed out by lava and, um, there used to be a road that extended on, uh, government beach road, I think extended on down to, uh, where the hot pond used to be, but that's all gone. Uh, but so we were talking, I was talking about the lava flow earlier and that kind of ties into this next story. I, um, when I used to, so recently I had been going to Hawaiian beaches to run on beach road just because I didn't feel like expending the, the gas money and everything to go to like a bunch of crazy places. There's all kinds of good places to go running, um, on the big Island of Hawaii. But the problem is like you have to drive not so far, but you have to drive a good distance to get to them. And, um, it's kind of out of the way from my normal going to work and back home commute. And so they closed one of my, uh, haunts, which was the watershed management area. A lot of people locally know it as Narnia. They closed that off to the public. And I mean, different people have different interpretations of the signage. To me, I interpret the signage when it says no trespassing, violators will be prosecuted, you know, and then it gives the ordinance and everything. I interpret that as, hey, don't go here, uh, period. And so I don't go up there anymore. Other people interpret that as, um, come on in. <laughs> so I think people had been going up and, and still, you know, partaking in that area, which I don't, I don't really blame them. I kind of admire them for having the guts to, to still, you know, go up there. But, uh, I believe a bunch of them got busted like a week ago. And so that's kind of you know, my biggest fear, because I'm the, I'm the type of person that like 50 people could do something and then I would be the, and you know, nothing happens. And then I would be the 51st person that would get like the citation and, um, you know, so I, I can't take those kind of chances, especially not now, but, um, but yeah, so I hadn't been able to go up there. So I had been running down at, um, Hawaiian beaches, uh, just because that was like the next best thing, I guess. Um, And so I quit running there because it was like another 30 minute, um, trip to where I would park and then 30 minutes back home. And so like round trip an hour and then, um, it was out of the way. And so I didn't really need to do anything else down in that area. So I couldn't really, you know, maximize my, uh, my trips back and forth, uh, so I quit and then I started running in, uh, the HPP kind of corridor of beach road. But before that, about two, about two years ago, or maybe three years ago, I think three years would make more sense. Three or four years ago, I used to run down in the, the lower portion of beach road at, when it was still gravel before the lava flow. And there was a guy, I may have talked about him before on this podcast. I can't remember, but there was a guy that I would run into all the time and I only know him by T, but, um, I would see him all the time. Super nice guy. I think he did a fair amount of, um, working on his truck, which always seemed to be, uh, broken down. And then also, um, 
I think he did some lobster diving. Uh, and uh, that's, I guess, a good area to, to do it down around uh, where I used to run. And so I would see him all the time. And he was uh, a really cool guy. We would talk story. Not not for too long. Like, I don't know him well, but I would see him all the time. So he just kind of became a fixture. And um, I got used to, you know, hey, there's T. Talk to him for a minute, whatever. Um, but then, like... W- Time went by, I didn't see him. The lava flow happened. Obviously, things were closed down. I didn't go down in that area to run for um, several years. And then going back frequently, I never saw T. I always wondered, like, what happened to him, but um, I never saw him. Well, cut to yesterday. I'm running in the HPP portion of um, Beach Road, and there's an old beat-up truck like we call him island beater and again that's not like a looking down or derogatory term or anything like i'm not sliding against uh anyone so please don't take that the wrong way um it's just it is what it is and people here don't care i mean you can have the ugliest car in the world and um the quality of people that you'll run into their character is such that it's not a big deal. You're not going to be judged or looked down upon for, for that. It just is what it is. And honestly, if you have a new car, you're kind of dumb anyway uh, because the salt in the air is going to completely ruin that stupid thing. Uh, it's going to be worthless in no time. So it actually makes more sense just to have a beater. Um, the road conditions here are terrible. Um, so yeah, just having a, a beater... Uh, in a lot of ways, is actually the the move. Um, but anyway, sorry I got off on a tangent. Um, I just wanted to make it clear that like I'm not trying to talk down to to anybody or just dis- be disrespectful or whatever. But but so I saw a beat up truck and um, there was uh, another car and it was like a guy and a lady and I again I've gone over this before. I don't really get into people's business. I'm not like you know wide eyed and, and nosy like trying to look and see what everybody's doing, but um, the lady had a dog and <laughs> it was like this little tiny dog. It looked like a Scottish, uh, terrier or something, but it was so small, um, kind of like Chihuahua size, maybe a little bit bigger. And it was like super pissed that I was breathing. Um, because like, as I went by, as I passed this thing, like jumped out of, uh, the lady's car and started running all around the road and then like started um, kind of like circling me like a shark and then taking like little um, lunges and was trying to get at my ankles. Uh, And so I laughed because I've been bit by a bigger dog before and that really sucked. And so I, I don't like being around big dogs that are aggressive, but like little dogs, they don't bother me so much. And you know, by the way, I've dealt with the blind bad boys of Beach Road. And so I feel like if I can make it through them, I can make it through any of the other little ankle biter dogs that um, I'm going to come in contact with. But anyways, let me get back to the story because I'm running out of time. But uh, this dog's lunging at me, blah, blah, blah. The lady's apologetic. And I'm like, look, hey, you know, no big deal. I run down the road until I got to like three miles and then I turn around. That's kind of like my magic number. I try for six miles um, every day. Sometimes I only make it five miles, but I try for six. 
So I turn around at three miles and I'm coming back and, you know, I'm expecting this dog to do the same thing. And of course it does. It like jumps out. It's already waiting for me. Like it sees me coming. It's just pacing back and forth and kind of like, I can't wait for that guy to come back here because now I'm going to really get him. And so like this time it was way more aggressive and it actually did lunge in and get a couple of little, you know, like little nips. Uh, it made purchase on my uh, ankle. And the lady was super apologetic and like I stopped and uh, was trying to like sort of pet the thing, but then also not get my hand, my fingers bit off. But uh, again, I was like, you know, I'm not worried about it. It's no big deal. Don't, you know, don't be sorry. I'm just worried about the big ones. And then like when I said that, the the guy who was still there too, um, he goes... He said something like, you know, ah, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's big or small, still shouldn't be like, you know, running and trying to get you, blah, blah. So he was also a project too. And I I looked up at him, right? And it was T. And he's, and so his eyes kind of lit up too, because he made the connection. He was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, T? Cause he, he's aged a little bit, you know, it is what it is. I've aged too. I look way different than I did, you know, three years ago, like way different. Um, and not better. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we kind of lit up at the same time and, and, uh, I was like, Oh my God, it's tea. And so we did a couple of fist bumps, you know, COVID be damned. And, um, again, like, I don't know this guy. I don't, I know him from seeing him on the road, but it just felt like, you know, it felt so good just to see somebody that you, that I knew. And, uh, you know, even if it's on kind of a superficial, uh, level, um, now I see him again and he's like, yeah, I was living down, uh, near Kapoho, uh, and my land and everything got took over by the lava, everything lost everything. And so, um, he was actually, he said he was lobster fishing. And so again, people may not be lobster fishing. People may not actually own the, the land out there, <laughs> but if somebody says that they do to me, I'm just like, okay, I believe you. And so don't, please don't like, you know, I am a, a moron. So I don't know if these people are actually lobster fishing or if they actually own the land or whatever, but I just, I tend to to trust people. I don't think they have any reason to to fabricate stuff or maybe they do. I don't know. It's none of my business, but um, he said he had been lobster fishing uh, in the area and he was going to go back uh, later that night or whatever. Um, I don't know why I even said all that. It's, it's irrelevant to the whole story, but, but yeah, just kind of like we talked story for a minute and he was telling me, you know, that his place got overrun. And so he's just kind of like, um, I guess I, he didn't say if he was transient or if he had moved or, or, or what, but he's just out, he's doing his thing. Um, and so it was good to see him again. And, um, one of the things that was like key to this whole story that I forgot to mention is the first time when I ran by him. And again, I didn't even know who it was. I wasn't even looking. I was more concerned about this dog, like trying to rip my foot off. But, um, as I passed, he said, Aloha. And he said it in such a way that it, it was like, Oh, you know, that's a, 
that's not like another um that's not like aloha or whatever it was uh he said it correctly he said it like in such a way that the the meaning was conveyed and i was like oh you really do care like you know like thank you and it gave me such a good feeling um even though at that time i didn't know it was tea um like i was pumped off that i was like wow that that's a person that you know even though it's so small, such a small, you know, gesture, it's just a kind thing to say. And, um, it just made me feel great because again, that was like one of the few people that I talked to. And then as added bonus, it was somebody that I actually knew. Um, and I got to kind of reacquaint with, um, I mean, I guess an old friend, I guess if we're gonna, if we're gonna put a term to it, um, but yeah, so that was an awesome thing that happened on uh, Beach Road yesterday. But now um, my time is done because I have to get to town. It's very important. Uh, and so I'm going to end this right now, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to do another podcast over the weekend and maybe can talk about more stuff. And then I'm looking forward to hopefully having more guests on the podcast. So if you do want to be a guest, then, um, reach out to me. We don't have to talk about running. Um, I won't ask you 50 questions about like what kind of shoes you wear or, um, who's your favorite runner or anything like that. Uh, we'll just get on here and, uh, kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, I think that's probably more interesting anyway. We can talk about running if you want to, but um, we don't have to. Anyways, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to get together and, and do one, um, you don't have to be actually a runner either. We can just talk about Hawaii stuff or, um, you know, whatever. Whatever's clever. Email me, um, clint at the dynamicclint.com. Uh, again, that's the same as my website. You can probably just uh, Google the Dynamic Clint and my website should come up and then you can get my contact information from there. But yeah, just email me uh, or you can leave a comment on arunningthought.com. Um, you'll have to register in order to do that. I've tried to keep um, kind of cut down on uh, spam and bots emailing me. So you would have to register for an account in order to do that. But yeah, just get in touch with me. Um, I don't want to give my phone number out on here, but you can find it on my website. Um, and just let me know. I'll be glad to have you on. It's more fun, I think, for me and for the listeners if it's a conversation versus just uh, me talking for, for um, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so in a nutshell, it's going to be all right. If you're out there and you are jobless like me, um, just keep plugging away. If you can run and if that helps you, you need to do that every day. All right, do it for me. Uh, go out and do your run and think about me cause I'm out here in the same situation. And then what I'm running, I'll think about, um, all of you. And I'll be keeping my fingers crossed and we'll, we'll get out of this COVID, um, knock on wood can't last forever. 
And so eventually things will get back to uh, some sort of normalcy. And yeah, just don't get bogged down. Don't be depressed. Um, keep on going. It's tough. Some days, like you don't even feel like getting up or doing anything or, you know, every the days kind of seem... Um, exactly the same they run into each other but uh yeah just keep pressing on and um keep searching uh for work and if you are working and you're having to do a lot more work or you're having to work from home and it's adjustment then also you two uh just hang in there and things will normalize eventually one way or the other so um, the main part is get out there and do something. Don't stay inside all day. Don't get sedentary. Uh, keep your mind sharp and your body sharp. And then um, I will talk to you guys again soon. Take care.